3: linkedin the place to be to be
4: afrotech world 2020 alfred titus glover is an engineer at blavity and he's on the engineering stage in afrotech 2020 metaverse talking about infrastructure security we're going to be talking more about crypto on this show and one of the first things you better know about crypto is not just how to get the bag but how you secure the bag
5: passwords are part of the authentication process So when you think about authenticating, think about a user and a device, right? So the user wants to authenticate um, with the device to access a system. In order to do that, you have to have uh, a mechanism, authentication protocols to do that. So one way is uh, using passwords you can have a username and password to get into a system very quick very easy but if that's your only line of defense uh, that can be a problem passwords are typically poorly maintained i'm sure there's a number of people that have passwords written on uh, sticky notes um, and slack messages and notepads um, all over the place so if someone if your only method in, into a system is through a password um, and that password is breached people have very, very quick access to uh, your systems. Another thing I'd like to mention about passwords, uh, passwords should not be the only gateway protecting you um, from, uh, or giving you access to a system, right? You want to have another line of defense and and build redundancy and layering into your um, security organization. So that's where where multi-factor authentication comes in. I'm sure a lot of you have um, logged into your email accounts or what have you, and put in your password correctly, right? That's one authentication. And then there's a second factor of authentication where you have to uh, really prove who you are, right? So the authentication is, is, is the process of proving to a system that you should have access to the resources behind that wall.
4: I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech, Green Money. I'm going to introduce you to some of the biggest names, some of the brightest minds, and brilliant ideas. If you're black in building or simply using tech to secure your back, this podcast is for you. Team Fatima golden A is a sports broadcaster native of New York City. She played college basketball at Stanford and played for the Nigeria Women's National Basketball Team. She's also a heavy NFT head an investor and believer in the future of digital collectibles. I'm speaking with her at Afrotech World 2021 alongside Morgan Dubon, CEO and co-founder at Blaving. Again, Roz is a sports head. So why are we in the Afrotech Metaverse talking NFTs?
6: Yeah, so I think the you know the voice that I have here is as someone who um, should sound really relatable. Um, and someone who is curious, who has been fascinated, who has been active and eager and learning and making friends in the space of crypto and NFTs. I started in January, to be honest, right at the beginning, end of 2020s, top of 2021, um, in in NFTs. That could make you an OG in some ways. I know, <laughs> like, because the space moves so fast. And I have picked up quite a lot of knowledge, but I'm I'm learning. Um, and my by profession, uh, I am a sports broadcaster for ESPN. Um, I cover the NBA and WNBA, but somehow I have found myself also with a lane emerging. In the intersection of sports and crypto and NFTs, which is actually exploding, because like an artist who creates art, like athletes are creators. We're all creators, and NFTs are are quite empowering. So, the long story short of why I started, and I'll and then later, if you want, well, I will, you know, give you my thoughts on what an NFT is and does. But I found my reason of getting into this space was literally at the pandemic. Everything was exploding. People were exploding in stock. People were you know, making money in crypto. And literally, I ha- I had enough people around me that I I was aware of crypto, but I was intimidated, and I felt like ignorance was bliss and it wasn't. And I was tired of it. And I challenged myself to just try to learn about it, read a few articles, just be like aware and and get my feet wet. And once I did, I was able to be active and it was not hard. It is not hard at all. And I've made big, great communities and have even seen some gains and, and value here. So.
7: some some gains. No, you
3: can't be on
6: <laughs> this panel. So, I just wanna say that because I know that for a lot of, a lot of everybody, period, us and just everybody, like we're, we're worried that we're too late or that, you know, it's it's intimidating. And my my encouragement would be ignorance is not bliss and at least try to educate yourself and make decisions from there
4: that's a fact that's a fact morgan what would you say about your involvement so far in nfts
7: yeah so um we were talking a couple months ago in la and she was telling me about her nft portfolio and i was asking a bunch of questions because i was just like i just did not have the capacity at the top of this year or really even last year to like learn anything new, (laughs) we are already learning new things with COVID and, you know, pivoting the business, pivoting Afrotech into this metaverse experience that we had last year. And, um, like many of you all who are watching this, I kind of was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why people are paying all this money for like something that other people also can get a copy of. Like, I just didn't fully understand. And then, um, this summer, I started, I got like some Samsung TVs, frames in my house and, um, in the with the frames, they look like art, but they're, you know, your TV. So I have one in my bedroom. I have one you know, in the other parts of the house. And, um, then I started buying art for it. And I was like, how the that, uh I get it. Like one of the things that I love about Afrotech and technology in general is just that. You know, there are the people who are ahead of the curve and pretty much anybody who's watching this right now is ahead of the curve. Right. And I'm a Midwestern person, so I'm from St. Louis. So I remember when like fashion would hit in New York and L.A. and like we wouldn't get it to six months later or like a single would drop in New York or the Bay. And like we wouldn't get it to like eight months later, you know, and so it's the same way in tech. And so I felt like um, it was really important as a student of innovation, a student of like digital everything that we had this conversation here. We made it from an, a relatable uh, approachable point of view so I was like I will be the tribute I will be the person who asks who ask questions about NFTs and we should just make this conversation public because I was going to pay her to like teach me I was like Girl, can guys, I buy you stop. This, this is my
6: actual this is my actual real life like friend Morgan like real friend I like to brag you know I'm proud of everything that she's done but also you know one of my homegirls that i can actually talk about business you know and tech with and that is something that i, I value dearly because that's not always the case in female friend groups uh so this is a rare occasion where morgan was like wait yeah, can that's... you tell me about
7: something <laughs> and yeah record like, this for everybody because i think the thing with afrotech is we want everything to be accessible we want people to feel like okay this is a space where you can go and you don't have to feel dumb or like you're naive or like oh you missed the boat because you don't have a piece of ether, you know, like whatever. But Morgan, we are
6: are the metaverse. I mean, you already had the metaverse last year as Afrotech. You're low-key a thought leader in the space right now because you had avatars (laughs) like this. Afrotech is the metaverse right now. We are in one. If you're wondering what is a metaverse, like right here, right now you're here. And, you know, you can't ignore this anymore as like huge companies are filing patents and to, like all sorts of stuff because they're getting ready to unload into the metaverse even Facebook you know tried to take over the entire name and, be, and said we're meta. meta so like it's it's
7: it's hard and Microsoft has a new product that they're launching soon too well, they've been testing it but it's about to get heavy with Microsoft Teams and that you can be able to show up to that with your avatar in a conference call yep.
6: crazy. crazy so this is happening yeah. um, so yep. I would pay attention and just try to This this is the first step
4: yeah, so, so let's define what an NFT is. So um, again, I'm gonna give you my layman's and then Raj, you can go ahead and add some color to this. So non-fungible, you know, it, itself just means that, you know, it's unique, it can't be just switched out for something else, you know? So like a Bitcoin, if I give you one, you give me one, that's fungible. So an NFT, is, it's a one of one, mm-hmm. effectively. So if I've got, you know, a 97 Kevin Garnett, you know, trading card and I trade you with another card, then I've got a different card altogether. Mm-hmm. But in NFT, again, it's its that one of one. Yeah. So would you add anything to that?
6: Yeah, I think I'll just add a little color of like why that's significant and how what, what makes it special. Like, so, yes, there's this, you know, it's, it's distinctively unique. There's only one. Um, con- and this is why, like, I'll say this. Certainly within NFTs, there is a lot of noise, a lot of attention to big money projects, PFP avatar projects that you're like, why is this picture selling for this amount of money? I can't say that all of this um, is 100% going to be standing the test of time in 10 years from now, and five years from now. The technology is new and exploding and so there's a lot of noise in the midst of it too, but it doesn't mean that the foundation of it isn't significant. And I do, when I wrap my head around it, fundamentally, I do believe that that it's going to be disruptive and transformational. So I'll add like why. on top of it being one of one, it's also because it's written on blockchain, right? There's this ledger. It's a really easy way of seeing, you know, transactional history of ownership of and, and many other details. There's you, blockchain don't lie and people will get caught on that. So like um, it can tell any NFT, you can tell who has owned it, how, it was tra- how hands were traded, what it was ever offered for, what was ever bid on it for, how it was sold, dates and time. Um, So because of that, I could see the technology itself being very useful for industries like, you know, real estate or, you know, deeds and titles. And, you know, there's a number of industries that it can be disruptive for. Certainly, you look at the music industry. Let's go to the idea of it being like for creators, whether it's an artist or myself as a broadcaster or or a celebrity or an athlete or as we're starting to think of ourselves. Even you, when you are creating anything, um, it can eliminate middlemen. You know, And it'll take you directly to your audience, to your consumer, to your fan base, and allow you to create something that now you're creating a more engaged fan and consumer. Because once they buy this, they're now more invested. They have something that they own that as you rise, so does the value of their piece. So now they're sitting here super engaged with you and and invested in your rise. It also creates communities that are strong because... You're tightening it together. We all own the same NFT. We're all part of this NFT group, so we are now collaborative. We are working hard to build it together. So now you've got a more engaged community. You've got a better engagement between consumer and producer, fan and and creator, and I think that NFTs are also like special. I forgot what the other reason was, but <laughs> like I feel like these are all really like important reasons for NFTs to be revolutionary. Um, and I'm excited about it. Oh, and I'll say this, too, for artists, and I'm sure you might have heard this, too. Like, I think for creators, it's important because it protects you over the span of your trajectory of your career. So, like, let's say Basquiat or any artist at the beginning of their career was selling at 100 bucks for a piece. You know, that's it. You never see it again as, as it trades hands over the course of time. But because there are royalties built into the blockchain, which can never, these smart contracts hold forever, like, you're constantly being protected and rewarded over the course of time and, and, and career. So I think there's a lot of things here that are exciting about the technology itself. Yeah.
8: How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope.
7: And I'd add to just like one of the things that I've been thinking about um, other ways to use NFTs, because I think something that gets people like the everyday person caught up is, oh, my gosh, people are spending a million dollars for this like digital piece of art. Like, why? Right. But NFT is a concept. That's an application of the concept. Right. And it's like it's not just about selling art or selling a tweet. Right or selling is there's so many different things. So I'll give you another example. We were thinking about for Worksmart, which is my advising program. We were thinking about making Worksmart a membership, and only having a hundred members in Worksmart, and you have to buy it as as an NFT, right? And Worksmart's for entrepreneurs. So if you're a smart entrepreneur, you might be like, I right, I'm gonna buy this for five, six, seven thousand dollars. But then as I get bigger, as Worksmart gets bigger you can trade that up you can either stay in the membership or you can trade and get out but now you're able to flip it and you make 20k cuz somebody's willing to pay 20k to get in this group of people right so there's so many different ways people are thinking about NFTs for events what does it look like for Afrotech ticket to actually be an NFT
6: i think the most valuable like a, an NFT often will show its value in its real world utility and its utility like what sometimes it can be about status and what it's Showing as a digital currency, if you will, like the idea of the metaverse is like this idea that our digital lives are going to be far more important than they even are right now. And like that suddenly, you know, certainly there can be status symbols like our Rolex or like a Range Rover or something, you know, your avatar or what you own in your digital in your crypto wallet is gonna be a form of a flex, a digital flex. But I also think utility is important. What does it gain you access to? How does it enhance an experience? How does it build a community? What do you feel more part of? Um, so utility is really important when we talk about NFTs. Yeah,
4: and so with cryptocurrency, you know, I can I own my Ethereum on any platform that I'm on. And I want you to help me understand, you know, like particularly with like NBA Top Shot. So if, if I've got an Ethereum it's in my wallet I can put it on any platform I want to because it's mine it belongs to me if I understand it like on NBA Top Shot I own it only on that platform it's like a license on that platform because I can't use the image however I want to use it I don't have rights to it off of that platform help me understand first if I fully comprehend that yeah and then you know where where is the long-term value if it's not portable you know and I don't have the right to use it outside of that you know that platform.
6: So first and foremost, let me say like NBA Top Shot, WNBA Top Shot, which just launched this summer too. shout out to the ladies. Um, and in that, you know, this is all created by Dapper Labs um, on Flow blockchain. So the name of the blockchain they're using is Flow um, is one of like my something I'm really excited about. It actually and I want to make sure to point this out. Um, my first NFT was through NBA Top Shot. And I actually was in uh, N- NFT NYC, um, first week of November. And this was, um, you know, one of the bigger kind of conferences. I was like, I'm gonna pull up. I'm really, and I was laughing at myself. I was like, Damn, Roz, you really became a whole NFT like nerd out here. You going to NFT conventions in New York City and stuff, and crypto conventions. And I really did. And I wanted to be meet the people that I've been, you know, on Discord with or on Twitter with, as we say, IRL in real life. And so, um, you know, I went. And I actually, for me, for many people um, within, especially within the sports world. Topshot, one of their greatest legacies is gonna be that it was their entry point into NFTs. It, the boom of Topshot absolutely was one of the catalysts we can point to, to the overall like public eyes on this space. And um, actually I actually, I work often with them um, just because it combines my passion. I love basketball and I've been finding, I've been really fascinated by NFTs and crypto lately. And so, and I cover the intersection. That being said, I hosted a great event packed out uh, for NBA Top Shot at NFT NYC. Quavo performed. It was lit. Um, But that being said, like, I don't actually I'm not that technical. I I have heard the critique that technically it's not as decentralized as we'd like to see our decentralized crypto and NFT world. However, so I, I personally cannot speak on what they're doing around that. But I will say this. Top Shot, I'm bullish on it, and here's why. Like, through an NFT, through the Top Shot moment, that the digital play that you own, you don't own the the rights to the play or the merchandising or the the video image itself, but it's still part of a huge community um, where it absolutely is using this concept of you collect something that means something to you. It's the future of your fandom. Like, how often do we watch a game either go, or go to a game we see great plays and that's the last we really get to interact with it we might talk about it at the dinner table but it lives and dies there and now there's something we can take from this collect showcase build communities around stunt with get excited about continue to increase your fandom around like i think and and because it's an nft the serial numbers of that play and moment like will be, will, will define that it is absolutely yours. And by having good, good information, you can invest early on players, say a rookie or someone who's on their way up. And if you were smart and made the right decision, sure. You could build a collection that's quite valuable too. So there's a lot concept, like conceptually, that's very exciting about what Top Shot has done and is doing, um, you know, on Flow blockchain. Mm.
7: My brain is spinning right now. I'm just like, oh, what I wouldn't have done to like, own a piece of Beyonce's Coachella. Girl, what? I mean, like, think about the moments where you're like, wow, like that was iconic. And you're in it and you're like, this is iconic, right? But you're an early adopter. You're one of a fraction of the people in the entire universe who are in the moment in real time, who have that unique perspective to say, this was was a hit. This was a moment. And now the universe and the world and technology is giving you an opportunity to commercialize that right and to bid on it and to take a bet on it it's just like the stock market right it's like I remember when I was in high school and I was like Netflix is mailing DVDs this is the moment <laughs> right <laughs> and I put a bet on it right like that was it or driving around in SF or in the bay when people were driving around in Tesla's I would come home and people would be like what's a Tesla I'm like oh That's the unique insight. That's the moment. So I think for anybody watching this, again, like the point of this conversation is to reduce the likelihood that your brain is telling yourself that you're not smart enough. You're not in the know enough to participate in blockchain, Bitcoin, NFTs, and all the things crypto. You are already in the moment. So you can just start today like just start now and that that's definitely want to make sure we talk about that like how to get started i don't own in, any nfts um because that's why we're having this conversation i was gonna wait till today to be like okay i'm gonna buy my first nft today darian simone um is selling one of her tweets so i was like oh maybe i'll bid on that today but just curious what your advice is and well,
4: do you own well, any NFTs? No, I was I was I was actually waiting for this conversation too. I told you I came here to learn to figure out so I don't, you know, get scammed. Number one, but so I so I understood what to do because you 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 had a tweet up recently that talked about, you know, like these PFP, like the profile picture mm-hmm. in NFTs. And it's it's not just about that, but it's also about things that just mean something to you mm-hmm. investing in yeah. that art. So can you talk about that because that really piqued my interest because it's not just about buying a cyberpunk mm-hmm. for tens of thousands or millions of dollars in, in some cases but it's about this piece means something to you so i want to buy that mm-hmm. even if it's by a local artist who has no name recognition nationally talk about you know that entryway mm-hmm. how do you know how to mint something if you're a creator and then how do you get your first how you place your first bet as an investor
6: yeah, I can speak to my experience with that because I know right now a lot of the headlines that can also be like you know it 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 it's a lot of noise. A lot of the headlines coming out of the NFT space are these PFP you know avatar projects where you see you know. Blah, blah positive platypuses or, uh, you know, silly salamanders or, you know, and you're seeing what prices they're going for. There's a lot of noise in the space. They're mostly replicating the success of some projects that honestly will be quite successful, like the OG PFP project yeah. in this space is a crypto punk um yeah yeah. and there are actually older jay-z's got one and jay-z got one so this has become social currency i mean jay-z's got it you've seen stephen curry is a bored ape i mean there's a number of celebrities that are bored apes and have crypto punks Um, but you know i would say for this crypto punks have historical significance um they're, they're not necessarily the first ever nft um but they're largely considered like historically the first like real community um project and so I think that will always hold value. Um, In fact, when I first invested in one, I I said, if I really believe that NFTs are important, then I I believe that I I have to bet on a CryptoPunk. And I did that a little bit earlier. Um, And the Bored Apes phenomenon was something that came from the people, which is why, we'll see how it goes over the test of time, but this is fully community backed and an intense community because the crypto folk and people coming in and people that existed there were getting quickly priced out of crypto punks. And so the people themselves, like I remember it happening. It was uh, just a few months ago. And like the apes dropped, there was a drop and it was like overnight, And suddenly, like it was like a few names, then all the big names, then everybody was rushing to get one, and and then there were these clubhouse rooms and Discord rooms, and people were literally on the. It was like wild. It was wildfire. People were literally on clubhouse, like going ooh ooh ah ah, like making crazy noises, and the Discord was like such a crazy engaged community and going hard. And they have events. They have merchandise. They have brand equity. They've built a huge brand. Not all of these PFPs are doing that, but what Board Ape um, Yacht Club has done is quite impressive. They even have tiers and levels for if you've been priced out of the Board Ape, you can get a Mutant Ape, you can get a Dog. Like there's all sorts of ways to get into the club. That being said, my entry was through NBA Top Shot, and one side, and that was very easy for me because I love basketball, and they and and Flow and Dapper Labs made it very easy. I didn't even have to buy these with crypto. I, they had a credit card option. So they met me where I was. And I think that's, you know, when we talk about, I'll let you read Team me will on like, how can people drop their own NFTs? Like you, you think about how do you reach, who is your audience and where are they? Are they crypto natives or are they still not there yet? Um, and different platforms provide different things. But after I did that, my next step was, all right, I heard that they had some uh, some crypto art. Morgan, you, know, you might know, like you haven't been to my new crib, but my whole house is covered in art. My whole thing is art. Like also I got from places I've been, people I've met, everything is very intentional for me in my home. So it was natural for me to say, let me collect some digital art. My first inclination was I wanna find black artists. Are there black crypto NFT artists? So I actually, I, I actually reached out, I DM'd a big name in the space, Pranksy. I didn't know who Pranksy was. I DM'd Pranksy, who if you're in crypto and NFTs, you know who Pranksy is. And I was like, yo, Um, And I didn't even know he he was going to respond, but I was like, hey, I'm looking for black artists. Do you know any? And so then he sent me to follow Kai, who had made a a list of black artists in the space. So then I spent a few hours actually going through all the black artists, seeing their work, reading bios. And I DM'd a few. And actually the first black artist and my first piece of NFT art that I bought was the Aku series, which is by Micah Johnson. And he is a former, actually a former baseball player turned uh, artist. And it's about a little black boy who asked his mother if black black people could be astronauts. And so it's a really hope filled series. So that was my first piece. And I started to collect one of one pieces of art after that. So like the point there is that, yeah, there's these 10,000 count PFP projects, but NFTs can be very intimate. They can be very significant and um, very valuable because of that bond and that rarity because if they're one of one. Um, I eventually have even commissioned art by Yas, Yasmir, uh, one that I, I asked him to make about my, my mom and my dad. My dad recently passed, my mom is sick. And it's something that I really love that it was on blockchain because it's with me forever and it's mine forever. And I also have the physical version. A lot of my NFTs, I have a digital photo frame and I even have physical work. I've also collected um, uh, Latabo, who's a South African artist, and she's she's up and coming and blowing it up. Check her out. And 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 um, NFT art is really helping a lot of African artists as well, period, and artists all over, musicians and stuff. It's empowering them and creators. So that was my journey. um, And that's how I got started.
4: So one of the first ways, and I want you to chime in on this too, Morgan, because I, I love your Samsung, you know, story earlier in this conversation. One of the first ways I got introduced to this, you know, NFT world is my son plays Fortnite, right? And this social currency. So he wants the new skin that comes out. And there's the, there's a world that he lives in that if he doesn't have the latest skin, he could get bullied, you know, because I hear them. I hear their conversations over these, you know, these um remote virtual gaming platforms and considering, you know, how a skin provides them some value, even if it's just social currency, how might you help people like where I grew up? I grew up in in the Midwest also just like Morgan. I'm from Ohio. How can I explain this to my parents in a way that it's not just, you know, a virtual skin on a game? I was telling, you know, I was talking to another VC earlier, like if I were to go to my kids and say, here's a hundred dollars in cash or a hundred dollars in Robux, they want the Robux. 100%. 100%.
7: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, it's such a good question. And I think that, as with anything with technology, when we're trying to explain it to the, the generations who came before us, um, you have to you have to put it in words that make sense to them. So, we just had our first uh, baby in the family. Um, so, my parents' first grandchild, my first nephew, and um, you know, we they have screens in a house, right? They've got. They've, the, they had an Alexa, you know, I upgraded them so they get the Alexa with the little picture thing on it. I'm sure there's a word for it. So I apologize to Amazon, who's a sponsor, whatever the name is. Yeah. They got it. I bought it for them. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, you, you walk in their house, you wouldn't think they had any kids. They only have baby Micah, you know, my nephew, because every photo on that thing is Micah. Okay. So we don't have any physical copies of his photos, right? We just have the digital version that was taken from a phone that is the real original file that is then given and shared across our family album, which is then displayed on this screen, right? And so that's how I would explain it to them. I'm like, dad, my dad loves Jacob Lawrence. Dad, what if Jacob Lawrence of of today were buying his art and it's just another thing that we're gonna slide through, right? I think the hard part for people is when they can't they can't interact with it they can't see it i think that the average person is going to um there's we're a couple ways of way in terms of like us being able to pull out our our I, i don't know what the name of it is i'm sure there's a product that's like everybody uses but where you have your art gallery that's your digital art gallery right like in the same way that Y'all don't see my Schwab account, but it's there, right? And I have like a portfolio there, right? Um, And now people have their Robinhoods and their public apps. And, you know, so I think that we're still, like Roz is saying, we're still really, really early. And these things, we're going to set the trends of how consumers and the average behavior. And in fact, we're going to probably work at these companies. We should be founding these companies. We should be angel investing in these companies. We should be like making it into and make sure that black people are part of this economy because it's just in the beginning. And like that's what AfroTech is all about. Right. So let's not just be consumers of it. Let's be owners of it.
4: Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money.
3: to be
6: you know uh, i'm so glad you said oh, I, uh,
4: before before you answer this rise i want to give you a twist okay, i want right. to give you a twist to her response because okay. she just gave me something i want to give you both of these things so I, okay. you can handle this i think it was mark Andreessen who said you know when we talk about how tech gains mainstream adoption it's when the user interface catches up so more people understand how to engage with it it's, so for art that i own as an nft the only real place i can display it is in the virtual world mm. you know perhaps you know, or maybe it's a PFP and I can put it on my Twitter, you know, profile or whatever from an exhibition perspective. How do I how do I show people that I have this or are we just waiting on the metaverse to catch up to where I can just dis- display all my crypto punks?
6: Yeah, it's a really um, natural question to understand, like, how can this digital thing manifest itself in my physical space? And I think one, we have to, you know, wrap around, maybe change our thought process too. It's not always like, how can this be physical? It might be like, what is ownership of this represent? Or what is ownership of this? What is the utility of this ownership? Um, And, you know, I can't even say that I'm truly certain the way we're using NFTs today is the way we'll be using NFTs in five or 10 years from now. Um, so it's hard to predict, but I, I know for a fact, like for NBA Top Shot, they've created like these digital photo, digital type of frames where like you can play your plays and display, display them. There's been a number of really creative and thoughtful um, apps, um, sites that have come up where you can display your NFT collection, the ones you love most, you can create a showcase in really like almost museum-like spaces um, where your avatars can move around and walk, but you can walk into, you can share with your room. People can move into your room and see what you have. You know, you can even, I've been in metaverses where you can go walk up to a picture or a piece of art and a voice starts speaking to you from the artist or whatever about what went into making this. And you can do it from the comfort of your home um, while also having the ownership. Yes, you can right click, save it and, you know but you don't own it you, you can you can't sell it. If you own it, you can actually own it and decide to make money from it. Um, and actually, you know, sometimes I, I think if I have an NFT that is popular and somebody, and there's a large amount of people saving it and making it their profile pick or showing it publicly, like it's theirs, I'm happy because it's only increasing the visibility and the brand value of the NFT that I own. And so, you know, it's almost like it's good business for me. So, I would say there's there's all these different ways to explain it. Actually, Twitter um, has already announced they're going to do an NFT verification system, which many in the space think is going to make the space boom because um, when you can verify through connecting to your IE, maybe your MetaMask wallet or whatever, that a certain NFT is yours and that's your profile pic. Now you are talking about a digital flex and stunt and the same way people spend money on a Rolex or that Porsche or whatever is the same way people, how much time do you spend on your cell phone? I don't even know what I, when I, I've lost my phone and I'm nothing without it. I'm nothing. My whole day is spent on Instagram, Twitter. All of this, you don't realize it like this. We are actually living rather digital lives, period. And now we have a way to verify ownership just like we do in our physical lives with the size of our homes and things like that. You know, so last thing I'll say about that is you think about when I was a kid, we used to have photo albums. I don't own a single photo album that wasn't passed down from my parents, which I don't like. I actually want to do have an album. I literally have to go to my Instagram and scroll down a few years to look back at you know stanford reunion or something i don't have a physical photo album look how quickly that changed so you know there'll be a new way that we look at what is important to us visually
7: right and i also just one plug you know jack dorsey speaking in afrotech world um about he's going to talk more about bitcoin and talk a lot about the work that they're doing you know overall but um I just think that this is so important that everybody's like tuning into these conversations, you know, Um, and I I think Roz is right in terms of like, there's a hundred and different ways that this could go. And it doesn't really matter that we try to be right, because the thing is, you should build a portfolio. You know, you don't just do one thing. You don't just buy one you know fraction of one crypto <laughs> like that 's not that 's not how this world is working right it's a portfolio and some things are going to work, and some things are going to be duds, but the key is actually the time is on your side, so do it now, right like every month, every year that you wait is like huge compounding returns on your investments yeah huge.
6: and there's and there is fragments and and there's also uh fragmentalization of ownership not only you know of nfts just like you could buy a piece of a cryptocurrency or a stock you know like now you can do that with nfts too although it's still early enough where you might be able to get your hands on some you know to have full ownership but eventually i imagine things like punks you know who knows but maybe being something that only institutions can afford and you know we buy into as pieces of
7: yeah Yeah.
4: and for the few minutes we have (laughs) left you know
6: I'm sorry, Will. We're so fascinated.
4: We're like, want <laughs> ah, NFTs. <laughs> no, I mean, for the for the few minutes we have left, I'm interested in Morgan. Like, you're an artist. Like, I don't know if that's one of your pieces yeah. behind you. Is that your piece? Yeah, it is. Okay, so yes, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to position how you are, but you like, maybe it's an outlet for you, or maybe like you want to be seriously an artist. I don't. I'll let you, you know, speak to hey. that. But like, you know, do you see yourself or a desire to NFT your work? Because I think about like, you know, you're a celebrity entrepreneur. Like people would want to have something that Morgan the Bond, you know, CEO of this amazing company did. There's value there.
7: Yeah. You know, I go back and forth on this question. Um, I get it a lot as like I share a little bit more about myself outside of just my, my, my day job at Blavity. Um just people are like, Can I commission a piece? I'm like, Bruh, you want me to spend how much time making this we can't afford it. Okay? <laughs> like the money I make over here versus the money I could make on a piece of art. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know, um I don't know if it's the right amount of time and value and where I am in my life, but I which is why it's a hobby for me. It's something that I feel really good about. It's things that I gift to other people. I also like when I travel, I paint. Um, just as also a way to kind of memorialize that moment in time and be really present with the physical space that I'm in. Um, And I think how I view NFTs for me as a business person and entrepreneur, it's less about what can I create that I can sell? It's like, what do I already create that should probably or potentially be an NFT? Like, for example, like I was saying, the mentoring or advising or coaching. So like, how is it a ticket to a utility that I already provide? Um, how is it that we can transact with one another and also build my tribe, like my tribe of WorkSmarters, my tribe of people that I mentor and I advise, how do we make sure that that community is constantly growing and is self-fulfilling and that it is in itself an asset, both because of utility, but also because owning a piece of it is a part of the asset that will appreciate over time. Um, and, I mean, I think about other entrepreneurs that also have tribes. Like I think about a uh, like a an Oprah. Like, what would people have done if Oprah had had an NFT where you always get access to every event she ever speaks at, right? But she only had to pay ten k for it, you know, twenty years ago. That thing would be worth a million dollars, <laughs> right? If Gary Vaynerchuk, same thing. If if Gary V had had an NFT and then now you could track trade on it, wow, right? So, um, I'm still figuring out what it means for me. I definitely think as I shift my time and start different businesses and build up different things later on in life, it's very possible that I become a full-time artist. Um, It's just not Mm. where I am
6: now. And it rewards those communities that bought into you earlier, Morgan. Like You think about a music group that maybe you met when they were indie, right? And you feel like, all right, they blew up, they did Coachella, like now they're doing all these big things. You can barely afford to see them. You know, like you feel like, damn, I lost track of them. I've, they, I like them better when they were smaller. You know, you were there early. Now, through an NFT, like you're almost in ward, rewarded for getting there early. Um, you want, you want, you root for this artist that you love to do better um, because, you know, the bigger they get, the more value you have as being early in the community. And I want, I just want to shout out a woman, Latasha, that I just met at NFT NYC, um, where, and y'all should check it out if you're interested in her story, just she was talking about being an artist and how, and there are many artists with the story, just how hard it was for her to actually make money um, making her music. And she decided to start do, using NFTs to sell directly to her fan base. And not only did it strengthen her community, that they actually like kind of started party bids on like music video drops and things like that. She's made more money than the record labels would have ever given her in a single deal um, and has really been empowered by using NFTs to take out the middlemen and all of the bureaucracy that left her often without money.
7: Mm, That's beautiful. And I think we have an NFT art gallery here in the metaverse. So make sure you guys check out the art gallery. Here in AfroTech, because we we've definitely curated some black artists. Let's let's invest in that. You were one of the
6: first. Y'all been one of the first with a metaverse, man. Y'all been doing this. Come on now, flowers. Yeah.
7: Come on, AfroTech. <laughs> and,
9: <yeah. Yes. laughs> man, when
7: the COVID hit, we were working. We were like, oh my god,
9: hey, what's going on in games?
4: <laughs> yes, these things happen yeah, for reason. Yeah. And this, that, this feels Ashley, like yeah. a... Yeah, this feels like a great place to end this conversation. You know, be respectful of you guys' time. I really appreciate you, Rise, and all the gems you dropped today, mm-hmm. Morgan. Your insight as well, and the questions. Again, I came here to learn. I feel more prepared to go spend a couple of dollars on the NFT
6: mm-hmm.
4: now. So I appreciate you guys.
6: Thank you, Will Morgan. You, would I have time to leave your? leave the people here with a few my thoughts of advice on how to get started if they haven't. Please. I would love
7: that because I was just going to say, okay, so I'm going to go buy NFT. What do I
6: do? <laughs> so, the first thing you would have to, you know, you're going to need a, a wallet. A lot of people start with a MetaMask. Um, there's a lot of different, you know, you can also get a hard wallet um, to f- better protect your NFTs. But I would, I'll just use raise my hand. I started with Coinbase, I got a MetaMask wallet, and that houses a lot of my cryptocurrencies to help me, like, buy Various NFTs, and you can buy NFTs on different blockchains. My advice would be um, understanding that all of this is risky, um, and so again, only spending what you can afford to potentially, you know, lose, um, and also, you know, collect things that you actually like, care about, and like, so that if it doesn't turn out to make you a billionaire one day, at least you're happy to have them, <laughs> the NFTs. Um, I think. I think it's important to, to do, we say D-Y-O-R, do your own research, not financial advice. Don't FOMO into things, like you see everybody talking about it. There's a lot of bag pumping. There's a lot of influencers, like do your research. And again, you know, try to be thoughtful. Don't be in a rush to get and take your time and make a good choice. I would, I would personally say, if take a long-term perspective. Um, because, you know, crypto is often cyclical. I've been here like eight, nine months and I've already seen a few dips and crashes and then, you know, huge bull runs. Um, So, you know, try to think of what your long-term perspective is. Let's let's say you bought ETH and let's say ETH right now today is at 4,000. Are you buying ETH for it to be, for you to get a gain to see it to 4,400? Or is your goal to see, you know, ETH at you know, down years from now at at, at exponentially more. Like you have to think about is your mindset to cash out quick in a few weeks or whatever, you know? And then finally, my last piece of advice would be you have to create friend groups. It's hard to do all of this alone. You should create chat groups where you guys are sharing information. The space moves really fast and you guys can help each other. Um, just sharing information and staying up to date. I have like three different NFT chat groups and some of them have helped, helped me not lose money and some have helped me make money.
4: Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia and it's produced by Morgan Debon and me, will lucas with additional production support by love beach and marissa lewis special thank you to Micah davis adam sims and sakara savanya you know like the wine yes that's his real name learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com the video version of this episode will drop the black tech green money on youtube so tap in enjoying black tech green money leave us a five-star rating on itunes go get your money peace and love
0: Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect
4: the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to Voices That Glow.